Hey guys, welcome to Raw Reality, a podcast brought to you by myself, Tori Story, and Fit with Lily. We are here to unpack everything health, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset, bringing you lighthearted and deep conversations about our raw reality. Buckle up, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Raw Reality Podcast. It's me, Tori, and I'm coming to you live on my own, which is really sad and kind of boring because I've literally got nothing to look at other than the sound of my voice on the software we use going up and down. So it's not as interesting for me, but Lily is unfortunately quite unwell. She, I think we, she had food poisoning from um, Zambrero's. That's what happens when you go off GYG. So that's her own fault. <laughs> Love you, Lil. Um, so it is just me today. We wanted to make sure that we still got an episode out for you and I have so much to update you on. So I feel like I could just keep talking. The best thing about this is I can pause it whenever I want if I need to go to the toilet because on FaceTime, it's just way too hard. So that is, that's a positive, but I'm going to update you from the last podcast, which was obviously last week. So as you guys knew, I was heading to Sydney um, to surprise Taylor. It was an incredible weekend. She had absolutely no idea. And the vlog of that weekend should be up hopefully on Tuesday. I'm actually, I've got three vlogs um, ready to edit, which is amazing, but because I got sick, which I'll get into, I haven't been able to edit them. So we will get back to those. But yes, I went to Sydney. I was with Taylor. I saw one of my really good friends, Sydney, um, one of my really good friends, Sarah, who lives in Sydney that I used to compete with. Um, and then what else did I do? I caught up with Erin and Maddie, who I've met through Instagram. They are just honestly the most beautiful girls you'll ever meet. They have just like the most high vibe beautiful inside and out and I'm so excited to see them hopefully very soon. Um, Taylor had her open workshop which was just such a huge vibe. The combo was amazing, the dancers were incredible. I I, I did get sick but I did have to sit down because um, I was very out of place but it was such a fun night. Um, so yeah after landing in Sydney I don't think the flying was good for me. I think my stomach just got really really inflamed and Pretty much from the second I landed, I felt quite off and I obviously just tried to push through the weekend Um, and the whole weekend I was eating takeaway because I was literally traveling all over Sydney. It was like Cronulla, Parramatta, I can't even remember where the um, workshop was, but everything was like within an hour. So it was just like grilled, GYG, acai bowls, like not horrible, but obviously not home cooked meals and doing it all weekend is a lot. But between that and then the flying being out of routine, I, my body just was not happy. And as you guys know, I've said it a million times, routine is everything to me. So I got quite sick. Um, but Sunday night I went downhill hard and fast. I was pretty much at the workshop. I actually woke up with a headache on Sunday. Um, I did take all my supplements as well, but woke up with a headache on Sunday, um, and just like push through the day, but it just got so much worse. Like probably like after the workshop, I tried to do a bit of dancing, learnt the combo but it was just not good and late nights as well. But um, yeah, after the workshop, I we went to go get grilled for dinner with like a group of us and I was sitting there like shaking, like shivering and then sweating, nauseous, like head over the toilet bowl, like horrible. So I ended up just getting an Uber home by myself and then heading back to Sarah's and like trying to, I ended up having dinner because I didn't feel like it initially um, and like headed to bed and woke up Monday, not too bad, like, flew home and like the flight obviously just flared things up again got sick even worse um and I pretty much stayed in bed all day Monday Tuesday caught in sick to work just really needed to rest my body which was just frustrating because 
you know, I try and do all the right things and like this still happens. So it was quite frustrating, but I did, I guess, everything I could, rested and then kind of came good towards the end of the week. And as you guys would have seen after my huge debate with you guys and my whole hair situation, I have dyed my hair. If you haven't seen it, go check out our my Instagram. Otherwise, I'll oops, I'll put a photo up on our story. But I've done it. I did it. I was so fucking nervous, and I didn't tell anyone except for like a few people at the gym, a couple of my students. Um, yeah, I literally was like t- telling no one. And the thing was, I like organized it with almost organized it with one hairdresser um, for this week coming actually, and then I just see see like this other hairdresser that I'd followed like popped up and was like 1 p.m availability tomorrow and she'd also just done like a really beautiful brown on Dakota Thompson who was like my inspo for my hair and I was like oh my god like this is a sign and it was on Thursday which is my day off I was like fuck it if I don't do it right now I'm not gonna do it I also had a right of air event on the weekend that I wanted and I knew I was shooting and I wanted to like I knew if I was going to go brown like this week, then I'd have all this content being blonde. Like first world problems, I know. But I was like, no, I'm just going to take this um, appointment. I told Jackson I was going to see my friend Beck and get lunch and um, shoot content and stuff. But went to the hairdressers. I did it. And honestly, I'm so happy with it. I got a bit of like a layered trim and I am so happy. I almost look at photos. I'm like, why did I say blonde for so long? I just feel like it's made my eyes pop more. It shows off my darker features with my eyebrows. I don't know. It just feels so good when I slick it. It's so classy and neat. There's no like blonde streaks or I'm just obsessed. And I had lots of great feedback and everyone is loving it, which is so nice to hear, but I love it. And that's all that matters. Um, Jackson's response was it's going to take some adjusting, which I, I was... I knew that was coming. I did cut it. He hates that I cut it, but I'm happy. It'll grow on him, whatever. But I'm so proud of myself for just doing it. And it was so hard not to tell Lily because like she's my support system and I like just tell her everything and it was so, so hard. So I told her I had booked it for next week, which is like would have been this week. And I was like, I'm so nervous. Like what, am I, like, what if I don't like it? And she was like reassuring me, which I needed on the day of me getting it, which she didn't know. Um, and then I FaceTimed her after and it was hilarious so that was Thursday and then I ended up going to work Friday all was good coming home from work on Friday I went to the toilet for a wee and I got struck down with like this super sharp excruciating pain right in my like really low in my belly and it was almost like I guess it was a kind of across my whole belly but like really 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 low And initially I was like, what the fuck is going on? I could not stand up. I couldn't like open my upper body. I couldn't walk. Like it just hurt when I like took steps. So it was just super, super painful. And I honestly just had to like deal with it. No one was home for the time being. Jackson was actually at my mum's house. So I FaceTimed them curled up in a ball on the floor. And I was like, I'm literally dying. I'm going to need someone's help here. So they ended up both coming over because Jackson had a football game on Friday night. And obviously, like, he couldn't really look after me, which is fine. But I was like, no, you do your thing. Mum can look after me. And I kind of sat with this excruciating pain for about 40 minutes waiting for them to come home. And I I thought in my mind it's either a ruptured cyst, which I've had before, but this was probably the worst I've had it, or a, like, a urinary, urin, urinary uterus infection. One of those. Um, <coughs> so... 
I didn't really know. And I thought if it was a ruptured cyst, I'm better off just going to the hospital, getting it checked, which I ended up doing. But we're at the hospital for six hours and it was just such a long, boring wait. But and I didn't even really get any answers. So I did blood tests. I did two urine tests, um, vaginal swabs. Um, and they, for what they could see, it was all clear, but they've done them again and sent them back to the labs, which I'm still waiting to hear from. He, the doctor was actually really good. He was very understanding of what I wanted. Um, I kind of explained that I'm not, you know, on any medications I've healed so far, like completely naturally. And he was like quite shocked about it, but was very understanding and accepting that I didn't want to have any medications, but he still said, I can treat your infection like as if it was an infection and then if it's not and we get the results I can always change it over I was like look thank you but I will not be taking medication for the sake of it when you don't actually know what's going on and he was totally understanding which was actually really refreshing because I feel like it hasn't been that from a doctor in a long time so that was really really nice but it was just annoying waiting there for six hours for no answers obviously the pain had subsided I also didn't take any pain meds because like they just make my tummy worse. They just upset it. So I was either I can take meds and kind of lower the pain that I was having or, but then still end up in pain. So it was just like a no-go for me. It was a no-brainer. I didn't really need it. I wasn't that bad. It had settled from when I was at home. So that was Friday and we literally went, left the hospital and drove straight to Jackson's football game. And we literally got that half time and watched the second half and he did really, really well. And it was so good to see him out there playing and enjoying and being back on the oval in footy season. So that was Friday. And then Saturday I had the Rideaway event, which I guess was a bit, well, actually it wasn't really like hard to decide whether I was going to go or not. I was definitely feeling better. Jackson said I should rest and stay home, which one way, yes, but also I didn't want to sit at home feel sorry for myself when I had no answers I could have stayed and been frustrated and just sat in this I guess depressive state like I would have maybe one or two years ago but I didn't want to miss an awesome event with an amazing speaker amazing women and then a photo shoot opportunity after so I just thought Jackson just brought me in we can't walk in and I'll get distracted say hi hi (laughs) thanks for my smoothie Um, so I thought that I would just go and I would feel so much better being surrounded by empowered women and just honestly a really good day. And it's exactly what happened. I felt so incredible. Obviously my tummy was still quite bloated and swollen and got worse as the day went on. I wasn't in pain as such, but it was quite swollen and inflamed and uncomfortable, especially when you're at a photo shoot in active wear, you know, wanting to feel your best. And I'm actually really proud of myself because I went into this event truly just embracing the season that I'm in, embracing the situation that I had just been through and not walking in there like, oh, I'm not feeling skinny or not like my abs aren't showing or I just like was like, it is what it is. Like I'm doing the best that I can. I can't possibly do any more right in this moment to change anything. So I'm just going to go and have fun with really good friends. Annabelle was there and it was so good to hang with her for the day as well and just like enjoy it for what it was and it's exactly what I did even at the photo shoot like there was some bloody beautiful and fit girls there and I didn't there was maybe one time I was like oh my god she's so fit and like that was it in my head and I didn't go oh my god like I don't look like that they don't want to take photos of me like no one else could really notice except for me because obviously I felt different but 
I was just like, when I wasn't shooting, I was just sitting there letting it out, letting my tummy relax and having a good time. So very proud of myself for that. And it just goes to show like when you can truly embrace, I guess, what you're going through or, you know, you knowing that you're doing all that you can, obviously, if you are, then there's not much you can really change or control. And you've just got to let your body ride this wave. And it's exactly what I did. And I feel like moving forward now, I'm just focusing on like just healing completely as I have been but I don't know I'm just looking at changing a few things um and for me that looks like adding in well I've been doing one Pilates a week I'm going to add in one or two yoga classes I'm going to really try hard to add some meditation in um and just yeah adding things to really like slow my body down and then in saying that also maybe add like a boxing session once a fortnight and just try and change it up and to enjoy it more um and I think yeah just really focusing on me and where I'm at so that was a long update but I really wanted to talk about that because I know you guys enjoy our updates and I wanted to speak about that and I think from yesterday's event I'm like obviously really inspired we had Alexis Fernandez speak at the event which I'm going to talk to a little bit later on as well as I've just started reading her book Um, it's called The Neuroscience of Self-Love so I'm very very beginning of that but I have a few things that I want to talk about in this podcast from the book as well so that was incredible and again it's just making me really inspired and I think for me the more that I go through in my journey the more that I get to share so I choose to look at that as a positive and I get to flip I guess the negatives that I go through into a positive in order to share them with you guys and hope that it does help you so that's kind of where I'm at that is my update it was a long one but it was necessary so that brings us to today it's Sunday we've done our reset our grocery shopping And I could have a massage this afternoon. So again, just more things to help really slow down and let my body rest and rejuvenate. So that's today's plan. But this episode, I'm talking about self-acceptance, self-love, confidence, all the type of things that I guess I really do love to talk about. And even Lily was like, you're probably fine to do this episode on your own because it's something I could talk about all day. And it's something that I've been through a lot from the complete bottom to, I guess, close to the top, whatever the top looks like for you. So first things first, in the area of self-acceptance and confidence and self-love, it all comes from you. Every single part of this, I guess, area is going to come from you. So you've got to truly love yourself first before before anything else and that itself is going to take a lot of work and I'm going to talk about some tips that I've helped myself with um but if you can't love yourself how do you expect others to love you when you can't right if you can't speak nicely to yourself you'll never be able to accept compliments from other people and that's something that I really picked up on a few years ago when I'd get compliments and I was in such a shit position in myself like even with Jackson when he would tell me he loves me I'm like how do you how can you love me when I don't love myself like I'm not I'm 12 kilos over you know what I have been my whole life I have like massive acne on my face like I was like how can you even love me when I don't love myself I was I just I did I truly didn't get it and fast forward to now where I'm so confident in who I am my morals my values my personality, my just everything that I bring to the table. I love all of that, which allows me to understand why people can love me and also what I'm worth and what I'm deserving of, if that makes sense. So I feel like that 
is a huge, huge piece. And I feel like that is what I start with with a lot of my clients as well who come into my world for mindset around confidence. And I think being able to start with that is a huge, is, is the biggest starting point personally. So the tips that I have used across the last few years to help me build that, the first one being mirror talk. I can't actually remember where I got mirror talk from, but it could have been on multiple different places. But mirror talk essentially is probably the most uncomfortable, vulnerable thing that I've done. Obviously, there's definitely more, but I think when you're standing there in front of the mirror, butt naked after the shower, looking yourself in the eyes and trying to think of words to say to yourself that you're truly going to believe. So for me, it was really, really hard at the beginning because I could not look at myself or any part of my body and and love it from wholeheartedly love it, right? So for me, that looked like talking about my first few ones I remember was I love my eyelashes because I've always had really long, luscious eyelashes. My second one was always my hair. I've always had beautiful until I started dyeing it. So don't do that if you haven't already. Um, My second one was my hair because I was just like so long and luscious and shiny and beautiful. And then like, honestly, they were my first two things and maybe my eyes that I could like wholeheartedly say that I loved from the very beginning. Everything else from when I started my mirror talk, like nothing could come to me, nothing at all. Maybe like some parts of my personality where like I'm quite spontaneous um, and those sorts of things and loving. But honestly, like from my bottom of my heart, I couldn't think of things to say because I was such, I was in such a shit place with my self-love and my confidence, just huge self-love disconnect overall. So then when I pushed that and I forced myself to do it after like every shower or every time I saw myself in the mirror, I would force myself to stand there and think of things that I had to say. And again, it started very short, sharp and quick and it moved into, I love my beautiful, thick, muscly legs because they've allowed me to be incredible at the sport that I chose to do. It allows me to lift heavy weights, which makes me feel empowered. So now I get to like almost have a conversation with myself on the things that I love about me. And the things that have truly, I guess, put me in a position I am. So, and now it can be like, I love, you know, my belly because it supports, you know, my nervous system and my gut. It's healing. It's doing all the things that it needs to do. It's, it's still at the end of the day, supporting me get through my life. Yes, it's causing me some issues, but ultimately we're working on that. And in order for it to heal, I've got to love what we're going through together. If that makes, I hope this makes sense. So yeah, it started small. And it built, it built, it built, it built the more that I did it and the more that I pushed myself. And even times where say you're at a party and you walk past a mirror and you're like, oh, I look shit. Force yourself to turn around, go sit in that mirror and say three good things about yourself and then continue at the party. Because if you were to just let that happen, it probably happens unconsciously. And because it's happening unconsciously, you're not really thinking about it and you're just constantly, constantly talking shit about yourself. And like... You would never do that to someone else and walk past someone at a party and be like, oh my God, they look so shit. Like you just, I hope you wouldn't do that. But majority of the people listening, I would say you wouldn't do that. So why is it okay for you to do it to yourself? Okay, so you've got a mirror talk is hard. Mirror talk is vulnerable. Mirror talk is uncomfortable, but I can promise you it's going to help. So that is my number one. Number two, I guess I kind of talked about is calling yourself out and rewriting the stories in your head. So like I just said, if you've walked past yourself, you said something negative turn it around even if you obviously haven't seen yourself in the mirror but you've said something maybe you're just 
um, maybe you're at school or at uni and you're doing something like, fuck, I'm so dumb. It's like, no, you don't have any evidence to support that. You're doing the best that you can. Let's flip that around, say three positive things. You're actually at uni and studying. You're putting yourself in a situation or in a room full of your expanders who are all there to study the same thing, to learn the same thing, to continue to grow. And it's really just truly about rewriting those stories in your head consciously. So then eventually your unconscious mind is what is saying the positive things and we're not going into the negative stories. And then number three is most of the time we don't have evidence to support the thoughts you're having. So a lot of the time we just are so quick to put ourselves down when a lot of the time we don't even have evidence to support the thoughts that we're having, but we're just so quick to act on negative behavior towards ourselves because of the self-love disconnect. So if we can come back to those tips and really try and boost the confidence and the conscious mind on being positive, it's going to eventually become an unconscious habit, right? So I can guarantee you, this was just, I was, this was my pull thoughts earlier. I can guarantee you that no one in this whole world could come up to you and say that you're beautiful and you would then just think that you're beautiful if you don't think it from your bottom of your heart, right? So for me, that's like Beyonce walking up to me being like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. If she had said that to me two years ago, I would not have believed her because I didn't believe that in myself. I couldn't see that I was beautiful because of all the shit that I was going through. Now, I could have a random walk up onto the stream like, you're so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, I am. And I'm confident to say that. And that's not coming from a cocky place. But I see so many more beautiful things in me than I see negative things, right? And that's come from the work that I've done and put in to myself. So that is, I guess, the first little part. And then moving into seeking approval and validation from others. You've got to find it from within. So like I just mentioned, you can't, don't think that going out and fishing for compliments or validation from others is going to bring you the self-love that you need because it won't. It's got to come from you. You've got to go back and do the foundation work for yourself. You've got to want to do it. You've got to want to feel all the good things. You've got to want to grow and progress in the self-love area in order to genuinely feel it, right? You're not going to be able to get it from someone else or just magically going to feel it one day. Like you've got to put in the work and and that's it. That's the facts. Like you, I just don't see, I don't know anyone or I don't, I've met anyone who's just been like, yeah, one day I woke up and I love myself. Like, I just don't see that. And it's like, if you're willing to go to the gym every day to build your physique, to grow abs, to grow a booty, whatever it is that your phys- physical goal is, you've got to be willing to put in the work mentally into your mind, into your unconscious mind, subconscious mind. Like, You've got to be willing to put in the work just like you do in every other area, right? You can't think, I'm just going to train all the time and get a good physique, but not eat healthy and it will still come. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. In order to get a good physique, you have to look at what you're eating. It's like 80% eating, 20% gym, right? So in terms of that, they play a role in each other and it's the same thing within your own mind, There's so many roles that you've got to attend to in order to bring this all, I guess, into alignment, into what you want to feel, right? So the next thing is writing a list of things that make you feel amazing. So for me, that list looks like beach walks, beach swims, dancing, acro, cleaning up my house, my space, making it feel really good and clean and organized while listening to music, 
blasting high vibe music in the car. Fucking love that one, especially with a friend and you're just singing at the top of your lungs. Um, even if it's just relaxing, watching my favorite TV show, like these things make me feel good. And I, I know, I know what they are. I don't need to ask anyone else. I know what they are for myself. So having that list on your phone and whenever you feel a sense of like self-love disconnect or whether it's sadness or anxiousness, it's like go to this list and pick something and force yourself to do it. Because a lot of the time when we feel shit, the quick thing we do is lay on our bed and scroll on our phone, which is only making things worse because you're going to sit there, you're going to compare yourself, you're going to, you're just going to constantly be in the state of negativity because you're procrastinating doing the thing that's going to make you feel good because it may be a little bit uncomfortable. But if you have the evidence to support that, for me, going for a beach walk is going to boost my mood. It's going to ground me. It's going to make me feel good. The ocean is my happy place. I've got to force myself to go, get in the car, drive to the beach. Don't even think about it. Just get ready, go. Once I'm there, I will already, once I'm in the car, I'm already going to feel better because I'll be blasting music on the way, which is another thing that makes me feel really happy. So it's just really forcing yourself to do the things that you know are going to lift your vibration in order to continue growing and developing. So on that as well, it's not being afraid. I guess there's two parts to this. There's not being afraid to have a mental health day or week. So for an example, I come home from Sydney. I called in sick to work on Monday. Monday night, I was like, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to be fine. We're going to feel better. I woke up in the worst mental state that I probably had been in a very long time. Like I even shocked myself. I woke up, I was in tears for a good probably four hours, could not pull myself through this. I I just was like, I'm, I'm not okay. And I voiced it. I spoke to Jackson. I spoke to my mom. I spoke to Lily. I, I talked about it and I had to call into work. I'm like, I'm actually mentally not okay to come into work and teach today. And that is okay. I took the time that I needed. I allowed myself to cry and maybe that's what I needed. Sometimes I just need a good cry. Don't be afraid to cry. I just needed that day again to myself to just sit in whatever was going on, whatever emotions were coming to the surface. I dealt with it on the Tuesday. I journaled. I did again the things. I think I went for a beach swim. Um, I did a few things that made me feel good. Came Wednesday. I was on a fucking high. I was feeling so good. And I sat there and I was like, holy shit. I was like at the lowest of lows on Tuesday morning and the highest of high on a Wednesday morning and looking like past me is like patting myself on the back because that would have dragged on for weeks if not months that mindset because I would let it control me I would let it continue to take over my days my mind absolutely everything whereas now I'm like we don't stand for this I feel the feels I let it come to the surface it's come up for a reason whatever it is that's triggered we're feeling it but I'm not going to let it take over because I'm strong enough to take over this emotion And I'm not pushing it to the side. I'm dealing with it. Again, like I said, I journaled, but then I moved forward and I chose the energy I wanted to have on Wednesday. So that was a huge moment for me. And I think it's so powerful when you can do that because it's not to say I never have a bad day, but I've done the work to minimize those bad days and they happen nowhere near as often and nowhere near as long as they used to, which I'm so proud of. And these are the things that have helped me. So another thing is tweaking your routine when you need so, you know, if you've got routines and it's in order, it's like 5 a.m. wake up every day. Sometimes you just need to tweak that, but it's still making sure that, okay, I need an extra hour, two hours of sleep tomorrow morning, 
but I'm still going to make sure I get up and I have my cold shower and do my walk, but I maybe won't do the gym or my Pilates class, for example, right? So it's just maybe sometimes you need to tweak those routines, but still ensuring that you get the things in that feel good for you. So what I want you to do right now is whatever, if you're driving, do not close your eyes, but if you're walking, sitting, listening, I want you to just close your eyes right now and imagine yourself as your most authentic self all day, every day, no matter what you're doing or who you're around. Let's picture her. How's she showing up? What's she doing? If you can just like hold on to that feeling and hold on to that vibe, think about what areas of your life would change. What would change instantly in your life? What would start to shift? Is that work, relationships, family, environments? What would shift if you were showing up as her every damn day? And what are you entertaining because you're too scared to let go or you're too scared to have that conversation or you're too scared to say no to that person, whatever it is. Picture yourself as your highest self. What would she do? What would she show up as? And it's like, if you're not willing to do that, things are never going to change. And again, it's all going to come from you. So as humans, we're naturally going to grow as we go through life. But you determine how quick you're going to grow and how much you're going to grow by the action that you're putting in to yourself. So you can sit there and just think about the things you want to do, write them down, write those future goals. Like we all love our vision boards and our planning. Sure. Absolutely. But, and like um, one of my good friends, Taylor said, do your five-year vision board, but make it one year. If you're willing to put in the work, if you're not, don't do it because you're going to set those standards way too high. You're going to set too high expectations and you won't achieve them. But what I'm saying is if you're willing to put in the work to yourself, your business, your career, your friendships, your relationships, it's going to elevate way faster because you're going to be willing to put in the work. And just before I finish this episode... I was reading the Alexis book this morning, The Neuroscience of Self-Love, and I just had this little chapter, this little part in the chapter that really resonated with me and it really aligns with this episode. And I feel like it'll just finish on a great note. So I'm just going to read this out and then I'll chat about it. So when it comes to habit and routines or even new goals and setting high standards for yourself, we set them so high because we're excited and we think of the future version of yourself. But a lot of the time we get to it and end up procrastinating it because we've set the bar too high or you put it off for your future self. But what makes you think you can do it tomorrow or next week if you can't do it today? So what, and that's my little version of what I read. But what I mean by that is if you have got these goals and you're ready to achieve them, but if you can't take little actions today towards it, be like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. If you can't do it today, what makes you think you can do it tomorrow? And it's like, maybe it's something as little as like making your fucking bed. If you can't do that today, what makes you think you can do it tomorrow? Or eating healthy. So you've got to have those standards and boundaries for yourself. If you're willing to grow your evolution, become your better better version, have that self-love connection, you've got to be willing to make changes and take action from this state onwards in order to make bigger moves tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. So I hope that makes sense. And then 
just on that, our mind and bodies will automatically, one, avoid discomfort because it's being protective. And two, we think it'll be easier for our future self when in reality, we're resisting something now to stop thinking of, sorry, that did not make sense. Number two, we think it'll be easier for our future self when in reality, if we're resisting something now, stop thinking of your tomorrow self as someone who would do it, right? Like I just said, if you're resisting something in this moment, don't procrastinate it because you think tomorrow would tomorrow self would do it. Not much is going to change between today and tomorrow or next week if you're not willing to do it today. And that goes for like all the tips that I said for self-love, tips moving forward, your goals, habits, routines, all of that comes back to this piece. So if you want to take action tomorrow, take action today. Or if you want to procrastinate tomorrow, procrastinate today and next week and next month. It's a cycle. So that was a really, really powerful piece that I took from the book today. And I wanted to share that. Um, If you haven't listened to or know of Alexis, she has the podcast, Do You Fucking Mind? She's incredible. She's so knowledgeable in the self-love area. And I highly recommend listening to her podcast. Honestly, incredible. But this is just an area where I feel like if you can truly master and be willing to put in the work every other area of your life is going to improve because one you're happy from within one you two you love yourself and you love everything about yourself so you allow other people to love you you build stronger connections it just all stems from you so i hope you got something out of this episode and i hope you can take some of this on board and really start to make changes to your own life and Like I said, like if you can build a really strong connection with yourself, everything else will change. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I actually don't have a quote of the week, but I'm going to find one right now. Classic me clicks onto Pinterest and finds the perfect one to fit the moment. So say it with me, guys. I trust that I'm not missing out on anything when I'm busy upgrading myself and my standards. Like how more... I swear my phone was listening to me this whole episode, but trust that you're not missing out on things that aren't meant for you when you are upgrading your life, essentially. You're not going to be missing anything that's truly aligned with you when you're putting in the work to yourself. But if you're scared you're going to miss out on that festival next weekend, then you're probably not there yet. And that's just the hard truth because I love you guys. And that's just, that's what it is. So that is the quote of the week. That is another episode done. I think this is number 29 or 30. Could be wrong, but I hope you enjoyed this little solo app. It's not as long as usual, but I wanted to just really talk about that. And again, like I said, I hope you got something valuable out of it. So thank you for listening. If you could help us out by downloading the episode, giving us a follow on Spotify. We are also working on getting it up to Apple podcast, we're getting there. Um, But we appreciate your support as always, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.